Hi, this is Phoenix Rising, and here today for another podcast. Today, um, actually within hours ago, it was announced that Brittany Griner, the female basketball star who had been taken into custody in Russia, uh, directly, I think directly after we had started helping uh, Ukraine, the country of Ukraine, to fight Russia for possessing, and I know a lot of people say she didn't have it, but I think she did have it, but for possessing um, uh, cannabis or kind of cannabis oil, uh, using it in a uh, electric cigarette. I'm not sure, I can't remember what the technical term is for an electric cigarette, but, um, and, uh, and having it on her possession before she left the country. Um, I guess they, I don't know, is there some, something that they check their bags and everything before they get on the plane to make sure that they're not taking back contraband or taking things out of the country that they shouldn't be taking out of the country? You know, a lot of countries do that. Because they don't want to get in trouble for letting someone get on the plane with something that they shouldn't have had. And uh, that's how they catch a lot of um, drug addicts who are trying to transport drugs uh, to other countries. But, you know, I'm sure they have their reasons, many reasons for, um, you know, not just looking at luggage that's coming into the country, but also luggage that's going out of the country. And they found the cannabis oil and the electric cigarette or whatever they call those, um, in her, um, possession, and because this is an illegal drug, considered, still considered an illegal drug in, um, Russia, she was arrested, and it it wouldn't be any different if she had cocaine or any other drug, uh, since, you know, marijuana, cannabis is illegal in Russia, she was arrested, at that same level. And so today, uh, they, they announced, you know, after months of trying to, you know, get her out of the country, concerned about her, um, and also months of trials where she had been convicted and, uh, sentenced to like, I think it was nine or 10 years in jail and hard labor and hard labor in Russia is, you know, we all know is a little bit different than it is um, in other countries. They they literally have hard labor. They have to work, and you know they're put into prisons up north where it's very cold sometimes, etc. And you know, we've heard all the nightmares. Um, there's even a, a political prisoner that was a Russian who um, ran against Putin in the elections, and since Putin didn't want the guy obviously looked like he was going to win, and Putin didn't want him to win, so he first tried to poison and kill him, and when that didn't work, and the guy still came back in that country to run for the elections, he found excuses to arrest him and put him in jail, and in that, you know, in most countries, if you are arrested and put in jail, then you can't run for election. So that's how he eliminated this um, guy who obviously was going to beat him in the elections and become the next, you know, president of Russia. Uh, that's, that's how Putin works. 
that's how his whole organization works. That's how the people within his organization work. They're just a bunch of thugs. It's just a huge mobster um, organization running a country, as is most dictatorships like China and um, I can't remember. It's if, if in the Philippines, the guy that's down there in the Philippines, and he's just he's just a big thug. The guy who runs the country there and kills people and. So this, this is, you know, the reason I'm, I'm bringing these, this picture out is I want everyone to realize what you're dealing with when you go to Russia. If you take the risk to travel to Russia, to work in Russia, to, um, you know, be a basketball player, a pro basketball player, as did Brittany Griner in Russia, you take the chance of dealing with this, you know, mobster thug dictatorship government that you know being a um you know well-paid female basketball star which you know over there it's a really huge deal playing basketball they're paid a lot more money in russia than they are here which is why Brittany did it it's why she took the risk because she was trying to make as much money as she could before maybe she got injured or, you know, there's a lot of things that sports stars have to you know, worry about. I had a friend whose son played basketball and um, in college blew out his knee and that ruined his career for the rest of his life. I mean, this was a kid that was heading towards the NBA, you know, and uh, they could see the dollars, you know, coming in already. And, um, you know, you all, sometimes you only have so long that you can play, which is why these people uh, demand so much money up front. Because if something happens to them within that sports year, there's a, and there's a huge risk that it can, because things get rough on the court because there's so much at stake, which I think is crazy. And part of the reason I've stopped watching sports is because there's gambling, there's criminals that are all, you know, big-time criminals that are involved in these sports. Um, you know, there's uh, money exchanging hands left and right. So, you know, people get brutal on the playing fields. People get brutal on the courts. Uh, you know, they're trying to take out other players because there's a lot of money riding on these uh, games, not just as an investment, but also people are betting on these games. And I think... My personal opinion is that Vegas and betting runs pro sports. It's not a fair game. Never has been. There's not one college sport, one pro sport that is being played fairly. And I've just gotten sick of watching them because, you know, you have that just a stupid something that'll happen during the game and that team will lose and it's obvious that it's been fixed. And... I just get sick of watching it. And now it's coming back to college sports because now they're letting college um, sports stars get paid for their um, endorsements, etc. So now we're going to have that same type of, you know, uh, gambling and money and, you know, just corruption getting even more into the college games. It was already there. But now it's even more. And I'm, I can even remember in high school, um, the, the school high school that I went to was really big uh, 
and football, and we had another rival team that was a private school, private Catholic school, that was pretty much number one in the city, and then I guess our school was kind of number two. They, and I can remember, you know, it wasn't, you know, talked about out loud, but they were recruiting, my school was recruiting kids from that school to come to our school. And, you know, money was being exchanged. I mean, again, wasn't talked about out loud, but you knew that in order for a kid to leave a number one school playing on that football team to come to our school, there were two reasons that that was happening. They weren't the best. They were one of the best, but they weren't getting the attention they wanted to at that number one high school. And two, money was being exchanged somehow. Either they were being bought a really nice house so that they could live in the area uh, and go to our school or something was happening, you know, or something was being promised to them. So that was back when I was in high school. So it was already getting infiltrated, you know, the, the, the corruption, the under the hand money, the switching players back and forth had already been started happening back when I was in high school, which is kind of scary when you think about you know, the fact that here you are, you're innocent in high school and that kind of stuff is happening. And I've even seen uh, it happening in art schools where kids are brought in from outside, you know, these art schools that were created to um, uh, give inner city kids an opportunity to uh, be part of an art school to be part of a really good school that where they could get good grades and then get them into college. Well, now, you know, they've, uh, many of these art schools are opening up their doors to let, um, uh, kids from other communities, not just the, the, the inner city community. It used to be cut off that only inner city could, kids could go to these schools. Now they're opening the doors to the, um, suburbs. And so these rich kids, parents are paying, they have to pay, um, since they don't live within the city, they have to pay so much a quarter to go to these schools, right? So it was a way for these inner city schools to bring money, more money into the schools. And people, you know, saw that as good. I saw that as, you know, kind of immoral and illegal because you know what's going to happen when money starts getting involved. So... Anyway, these kids from the suburbs start coming into these inner city art schools and their parents are throwing money all around. So then the whole reason that these schools had been um, created was to help the inner city low income students who weren't having opportunities gets blown out of the water because here comes the, you know, kids from the rich suburbs driving in in their Mercedes and, you know, Land Rovers, dropping their kids off at the art school and throwing their money around so that their kids will be considered above the kids who the school was initially created for. And I've actually volunteered and worked in an inner city music school and uh, an art school, and uh, I've watched it. I've watched it, you know, I've watched these rich kids who you could, you knew they knew what was happening. You knew they knew it was because their parents were throwing money at things that they weren't actually qualified or supposed to be getting the opportunities that they were getting. 
but they kept their mouth shut because they wanted those opportunities within those inner city schools, inner city art schools. And then it not only affects the opportunity they get within the high school, but it affects where they go to college and the opportunities they get for college. Because if you have that stuff on your resume, you get into a better college, you get into the, the highest art school, and then that can f affect your whole career. We're talking acting, singing, playing in orchestras, um, art careers, the whole nine yards. And then, you know, I watched the principal and the teachers play, playing to those wealthy parents. It was gross. It was sickening to think that I thought these kids coming into the school were being considered and given a more of an opportunity because they, you know, lived within the city. But then once the kids started coming in from the suburbs, everything changed. And it just, it, 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 it was kind of sickening and gross to be there. And I used to wonder why people would start teaching there and then they would leave. And it's because that's, they, they were saying it was all a game that, you know, they came there to teach and help inner city kids, but really what they ended up be having to deal with is being told that they had to cater to the richer kids that were coming in from the suburbs. It's gross. And it happens all over this country. So here, here we go. Here's a school created to help low income kids. But then the wealthy figure out how they can bring their kids in. Because what's happening is their kids are at a certain high school and they're not getting any attention because all of these wealthy kids have opportunities where they're all excelling, right? Because they're living in a nice house, they have money, they have the best education, they can afford tutors, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot more competition in the suburb schools. So what these parents do is they pluck their kid out of that suburb school and they drop them into the inner city school so that they can be at the top of the game because they can pay for the tutoring. They can pay off people to, to, you know, excel their kid in that school. So then their school, their kid, kid, because they're throwing money at everything, ends up excelling more at the inner city school because, you know, that kid has a lot more opportunities. We'll just say opportunities. One of them being, you know, being able to afford tutoring so that they can excel um, uh, in classes, but also because their parents are throwing money at things so that they can perform in, in plays or be performing the dance, you know, dance recitals or the vocal recitals or whatever. So I think you get the gist. So anyway, that kind of thinking is permeated through everything now. And it's sad. I mean, we have the college scams that showed us just how much rich people, I mean, rich people were literally, you know, signing off on their kids and saying that they weren't talking to them anymore so that their rich kids could go get um, a free ride at college. And then the kids were coming home and still living with their parents in the summer. So these kids were going in and signing off on things, saying that they, they weren't speaking to their parents anymore and their parents weren't helping them financially anymore. Well, it was all a big lie because these wealthy parents think that poor people getting scholarships and getting um, financial aid is not fair. And they feel like, I pay all these taxes, I should get, this I should get that money back. And so I'm going to cheat and lie 
and get financial aid and get scholarships for my kid to get my tax dollars back. That's really how these wealthy people look at it. They feel like they're paying all the taxes. They should, their kids should go to college for, uh, for free. So they're willing to lie and, and, and take advantage of the system to do that, which is what came out in the college scams. You know, these wealthy kids saying that they were on the rowing team, you know, the actors that got in trouble for it. Well, it wasn't just a few actors that got in trouble. There were thousands of parents all across this country that got in trouble for it. So... This is just me making the point of how much money influences everything and how everything is, is just, you know, it's not fair. It's, there's so much illegal stuff going on within schools. So, you know, starts in high school, continues in college, continues in pro sports. So Brittany Gardner was making a lot of money over in Russia, but also she was taking a risk because the reason she's getting paid so much over in Russia is because there's a lot of, you know, Putin and all his little cronies, you know, they're making money off of sports over there, just like they make money off of sports over here. You know, schools make money off of sports, you know, pro, pro team owners makes money off of sports. It's all, you know, it's, and it all goes back to gambling. So when you get that kind of atmosphere, you're taking a risk. And so Brittany was taking a huge risk being in that atmosphere in the first place when you play sports. And don't tell me they these players don't know what they're getting themselves into by the time they're, they are at the pro level. They've been dealing with it. They're all the way through high school, all the way through college, and, and now they're at pro. They've seen the uh, Ill- illegal activity going on around them all the time. And they don't care because they're getting, you know, they're being able to be made sports stars and they're making a lot of money. So add that to Russia's corrupt government with Putin and all of the oligarchs, etc. And she was putting herself in a very risky situation being in Russia. Then she made the dumb mistake and I know a lot of people are like, oh, she really didn't have it on her. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. I really do think that, I think, you know, I've been around sports stars. I've been in, you know, television, entertainment. These sports stars, by the time they get to college and pro, they've gotten away with so much, so much. You know, um, guys who are molesting, you know, women at the pro level, they've probably been doing that all along and gotten away with it. So they think it's okay to rape women. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that level these, that these sports stars get away with so much stuff. So she probably thought in her head she could do whatever she wanted. And, oh yeah, it's illegal, but not for me. Oh yeah, I'm not supposed to do such, 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 but I'm a sports star. I can do it. That's the kind of mentality I see when I'm dealing with sports stars, when I have worked with sports stars, when I have been around sports stars, they really think they can get away with a lot more than other people do. And a lot of times they do. And it happens so many times that they get away with it, that the one time that somebody reports them, the one time that somebody gets them in trouble, or even, you know, they may have been reported before and got away with it 
someone paid him off. But then, you know, the fifth or sixth time, you know, people are tired of bailing him out and they don't bail him out anymore. You understand what I'm saying? They, they, because they're so narcissistic and they think they can get away with so much stuff that people get tired of bailing them out. It's like, if you're this stupid to do it the 10th time, we're not bailing you out this time. And, you know, unfortunately for Brittany, she probably thought, hey, I can take this. I've done it. And she probably had done it so many times. She had probably taken cannabis over there, smoked. She's, who knows? Who knows how many things she's gotten away with, right? Because she's a sports star. So I think she had it on her. I think she did have the drugs. And knowing that, she should have known what was possible and what could happen to her. But she thought, I'm a big basketball star getting paid, you know, million, couple million dollars over in Russia. You know, they're not going to do that to me. I'm a star. They want me to play basketball. They, you know, they need me, you know, to continue um, playing for them. Well, she got in trouble. They caught her. And then she got stuck over there. And on top of that, she is homosexual, which in Russia, homosexuality, like in many countries, is illegal. And it used to be illegal here. It used to be illegal all over the world. Because every religion considered it, you know, something that you shouldn't do. Of course, we've evolved beyond that and realized that, you know, it's just people are who they are anyway so she has two counts against her for being in Russia so you know she knows that homosexuality is illegal in Russia you know I don't think her girlfriend or her I don't know if it's her wife girlfriend uh, ever went to Russia with her or if she was there they probably didn't make a big deal about it but who knows? Maybe she had gone there. Maybe she had stayed with her. Maybe they got away with it because they're two females hanging out together. They could just play it off as their friends. But maybe they were open about it. I don't know. Maybe she'd gotten away with that, which is why she thought she could get away with taking cannabis into the country. So here's my main point. The frustrating thing to me is there are other political American prisoners not just American prisoners, but allied countries like England and France, etc., where we also work to help try to get those people out of Russia, political prisoners that are being held there for some, you know, trumped up charge or some, uh, some charge that really doesn't deserve the uh, punishment that they're getting in the Russian court system or the prison system. And we're trying to get them out. And a lot of times, Russia will hold on to people that are, are going to help them to bargain for something they want from our country or from other allied countries, right? We all know that, that that's part of it. But because Brittany Griner was homosexual, because she was in a basketball star, and a huge basketball star over in Russia, and because she is a person of color people back here pushed it really hard and they really pushed that because she was a person of color nothing was going to be done for her and that's a new that's another thing that's being done uh here in america because it works it works for people to say well 
she's black or she's a town, uh, she's Latino or whatever, or, and she's gay, and that's why you're not helping, or that's not that's why you're not promoting her, that's not why you're, you're that's why you're not giving her the job, blah blah blah, uh, like uh, Colin Kaepernick. They were really playing on the fact that the reason that he wasn't uh, an an, uh, uh, an NFL quarterback is because he was black. No. The reason Colin Kaepernick is not a quarterback is because he's not a good quarterback. That's why he's not a quarterback. He's not as good as the rest of the players. I mean, they just reinstated a guy in Cleveland who has several assault charges against him, assault and rape charges against him in massage parlors. Deshaun, oh, I can't remember his last name, but they just brought him back. He's a black guy brought him back, even though he has all these charges against him, and charges are still coming in of assault and rape, Cleveland traded him and paid the most they've ever paid for a player to get him on their team. And he's black. And you know why? Because when he gets on the field, he delivers. He's a good player. So, if Colin Kaepernick was a good player, he'd be a quarterback right now. It has nothing to do with his color. And it's the same thing that they were, um, they're they're pushing about Brittany Griner. So a lot of that's getting played out, you know, and my concern is that, you know, they just traded this Victor Bout guy who is an arms dealer, had killed a lot of Americans. He was just a monster. I mean, look him up online. Um, the Russian guy that we were holding for 25 years here in our country for the crimes that he committed against America. But now this guy has been traded for Brittany Griner. He's released out on into the world. And the, the catastrophic consequences of what he's going to do. How many people he is going to murder, kill. You know, he's going to go out there and be an arms dealer again for Russia. The numbers of people here that are going to die because this man has been let out of jail is probably unfathomable. We, we will never know how many. And because people scream so loud about Brittany Griner getting taken out of Russia and kept using she's a homosexual, she's a person of color, that's why you're not doing anything about it. Um, she's only there for nine months. We have other political prisoners that have been there for years. Years. We have veterans Marines, Army, the whole bout that have been there for years and their families have been trying to get them out for years. But Brittany Griner has come home and we have traded a monstrous arms murderer dealer who should have been kept in jail, jail for as long as we possibly could have kept him there. Who is being put out into the world to bring her back. I, I just, it's so upsetting to me that we've traded this guy to bring back one person because there is such a, a wave of this is prejudice against uh, her ethnicity and against her sexuality. And yet I wonder what the families whose relatives are still being kept in Russia for trumped up charges that are being abused, tortured in those jails. I wonder how they feel today, knowing that 
a sports star. And here we go. Once again, her narcissism has brought her home. Her being a sports star has brought her home. Do you think that this person is going to come home and never do anything again? She just got out of jail when all of these other people have been left in Russia for years to come back over here. She's never, ever not going to think that she's not so special just because she plays basketball. And that's the thing that bothers me. It's why do we, why did they trade this horrible person, this horrible Russian guy, for just Brittany Griner? Why didn't they get more people out? Because this guy was worth a lot more than one WNBA basketball star. And a lot of people are going to be angry at me for saying that, I'm sure. But all I can think about are the families who've been trying to get their 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 family members out of Russia for years. And the gut punch they must be feeling today that a sports star was once again given privileged position over everyone else just because they can dunk a ball. Just because they're a celebrity. And that it should, what, celebrities are mean more to the human race than somebody who is in that Russian jail for trying to stop terrorism from happening, from trying to stop Putin from doing his worst. Can't imagine what those people feel today. This has been feasing, uh, this has been diva celebration <laughs> and uh, hoping that the rest of those prisoners come home soon. Till the next time.